The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the butt rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you missed that and you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, at which time he'll be in that little spot right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Please click on the button, uh, the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, and then click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live uh, over to Rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel that we're on over there. A lot of friends over there this morning. Good morning, you guys. Good to see you. And um, be sure to subscribe to that channel there. Also, we're on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page over there. We appreciate those guys carrying uh, both the morning and the afternoon show. So, uh, you know, if you, for whatever reason, you can't get on sunsofLibertyMedia.com and you're on Before It's News, that's fine, or Rumble, whichever one. Uh, as long as you're with us, that's great. Uh, right up under where we're streaming live on sunsofLibertyMedia.com is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Do that. You get all of the articles we put out throughout the day in either like a late afternoon, early evening is usually when they go out. And that includes the morning show archive. So all the links that we're going to talk about today, uh, those are available in the archive. I put them all together so you can download, re-upload, you can use whatever you want out of it and go check out our guest sites and things of that nature. They're in the archives at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Okay. And then if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. That'll show you uh, what the Sons of Liberty have done over the past two decades or plus, and um, and also update you as to what we either just got doing, what we're about to do, or what we're in the process of doing. And those goes those go out once a week on Saturday. So be sure to you know pick that up as well. Now, I, you guys, I, I told you I'm going to have a lot of friends front that I made at Red Pill Expo, and then some old ones. To, um, tomorrow, Lord willing, we're going to have Dr. Lee Merritt in. And then, Lord willing, we're going to have Dr. Uh, Brian Artis on on Friday. Uh, so there's there's going to be a lot of stuff going on this week. But this guy right here, I met him. I didn't get to meet his wife, but I did meet him. 
And I really like him. I like his outlook on things. I like what he's doing. And this is, and I want to preface this just so people don't get the wrong idea of what, what we're going to talk about in uh, this episode. But I want to go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. <clears throat> and this is, this is what Paul writes in verse 5. He says, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. He's talking about not going after these people who are divisive and they're striving over little words and, and all kinds of other things. And they're just proud about their knowledge because right, knowledge puffs up unless you have the knowledge of the Lord and the wisdom of the Lord. It puffs, it puffs you up. It makes you proud. But he says, these are destitute of truth, of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. I'm not here to teach gain is godliness. And he says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that which be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. So what we're going to talk about today is not about you being filthy rich. But we're going to talk about taking what I've shown you before, debt money, which is what we're, which was what we have. It's not a, it doesn't even have, I'm going to read in just a minute. It doesn't even have an intrinsic value. We, we've talked about this before with the lawless money from the Federal Reserve System, but getting our mindset into what biblical wealth is. Now, Paul says, it, it, you know, godliness with contentment is great gain. And it is. We are rich in Christ, are we not? Yes, we are. And I think that there are, I mean, if Jesus had a bag of money that Judas was stealing out of, he had it in order to, use in his ministry. Paul would make tents, right, to care for himself until he had enough money, uh, people contributing and things of that nature, where he could go and minister full time at, at different times. So those money answereth all things, as the scriptures say. And the, the issue is, is that it answereth things. It is not the answer for us. Christ is the answer, but yet we use it in his kingdom. And so I'm, I've got my friend, Chris Taylor, who uh, teaches uh, financial prepping on YouTube. You can find him by just simply going to YouTube and typing in financial prepper. You can also type in Taylor Welding. I just want to get that right out there first. If you want to learn welding, he teaches you how to do that without going to college. You can learn how to do all those kinds of things. And Chris has the same mindset I have. We, if we build any kind of wealth here, let's talk about, we're going to talk about what that is and how we use that in the kingdom. And so it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Chris Taylor. Good to see you, man. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, good and to be here. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, it's, we, uh, it's good to be here at four, five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Chris <laughs> is down in Louisiana and he says, I think I can do 5 a.m. So he's joining us today. And uh, Chris, you're there in your shop. And I want, you know, before we get into all this stuff, Tell people a little bit about yourself, how you came to do what you're doing. Maybe if you want, you're about your family, if you want to do that, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, well, just to be clear, it really is good to be here at five in the morning. I love doing stuff early. Go ahead and get that stuff out there. But what we're doing, a little bit about me, is uh, I'm a lot like the people that are probably watching me. They actually produce and work for a living. They make stuff. They make the economy go around. They are producers. Uh, you know, they're assets uh, instead of liabilities. And that's how I started thinking about things. As I grew my welding business from a young age, uh, I started investing it in rental properties and, and 
when you start accruing wealth, you have to figure out what to do with it. Uh, how do you not pay taxes? I kind of went down this rabbit hole a while back. Um, and actually, I was a little bit late, 30, mid-30s. And from there, it's like you start to build. You, you build a portfolio, and then you start thinking in percentages because the wealthy will not tell you what to do, but they do leave clues. And that was uh, the, the rabbit hole I went down, and it really opened up my eyes to a lot of things, uh, several things. Like, uh, you know, what is real money? What did what did the Bible call? You know, it was farmland, farm animals, gold and silver. Period. That still hasn't changed. And you know, you and a lot of people say, "Well, I don't have any wealth to hedge." You know, I don't. I don't have any. Uh, you know, I don't have that much. Anybody can buy a silver dime. Anybody can participate in. Uh, the biggest biggest wealth transfer uh, that's ever happened on the planet. We're experiencing it now. Right now, it is uh, in full swing. Uh, but there has been some really strange things going on. That is, it's what I believe the few. That's I, I call them the few because the WEF. If you say that on YouTube, I'm likely to get you know. Uh, hung up by my toenails again, but uh, I call them the few that want you to eat bugs and own nothing. Those people would love nothing more than to run the economy down, uh, albeit raising interest rates, fighting inflation, bailing out the banks. They're going to bail out the people that are part of the problem, and they're not going to bail us out. And that's why I think the precious metals prices are coming down. They're papering over this problem, this uh, this fiat problem that's in year 53 of a average death of a fiat currency is 50. We're in year 53, so we're right there. And uh, so as kind of went down a rabbit hole there, but as I started to accrue wealth, I started hedging uh, my wealth with precious metals. And uh, from there, it's about awareness. Uh, after you do those things, uh, what I'm into, I want my friends to be in. You know, I, I'm uh, all the time, hey, I'm doing this. You want to do it with me? You know, I'm learning how to trade stocks right now. Futures on the NASDAQ. You can learn anything, guys. Anything you can. If you put your mind to it, and it's in God's will for sure, because I didn't think that was, but I think it might be. It might be in the cards for me to be a futures trader. Okay, it's really starting to come together. Uh, but the point being, you can do anything you want, anything you want. And uh, I'm living proof of that. You know, I didn't have a, a degree in underwater basket weaving that I had to pay $400,000 for. Uh, I didn't have any of those things. And it's, it's possible for every person here to build their own wealth in a real simple way, in a real uh, not hard, you know, using rental property and, and physical assets and, you know, taking from your liability side of your portfolio and uh, adding to or uh, investing in your 
asset side. So get away from liabilities into assets and, you know, hedging with precious metals. And I'm probably all over the place. <laughs> that's really what we're into. Well, you know, Chris, I thought there was a future in underwater basket weaving. I, I thought that was a big business <laughs> and stuff. I'm just teasing. I just that's te what was preached to us when we were growing up, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to you gotta go to college, right? So they can indoctrinate you about something half the time. By the time you get done, they leave you in debt. But they don't. Uh, they don't. They, there's nothing for you to go into because everybody else before you has already taken whatever they trained you for. Let's let's look at this just real quickly, just so people who might be new to this uh, understanding what's going on. <clears throat> this is from the Federal Reserve's own uh, book that they have on. You can get this online. It's called Mo uh, Modern Money Mechanics. The Federal Reserve put this out. This is what they say. They ask, what makes money valuable? And they're talking about your little pieces of paper with your Georges and Benjamins and Abrahams on them and stuff like that, right? The, the, same, kind of, the same kind of currency, just like when Jesus looked at it in, in the, his day, and he said, whose image is on that? Okay? And by the way, I think when he says, render unto Caesar what Caesar's unto God, what's God, I think it's completely different than what the modern church teaches. Okay? I think that it, he's showing them their idolatry. If you if your if your whole focus is money and wealth and riches, if that's what your focus is, then you're going to have your reward and that's it. And you're going to leave it here and you're going to go answer for it. But what we're talking about is building money in, or building wealth in the kingdom so that we can provide for our family, so that we can provide for those. Maybe they're injured in, cert in a certain way. We can demonstrate love without government coming in and we can help take care of those who can't take care of themselves. We can take care of the poor. We can lift them up out of that. We, you know, we can, as Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher said, uh, when he was on, he was talking about, you know, you sometimes people are, are genuinely saved out of physical conditions and then they're saved spiritually by the Lord Jesus, but they need to be discipled. They need to be taught how to do a trade, how to fend for themselves, how to you know, take care of their families and things. So listen to what the Federal Reserve says about money. It says in the United States, neither paper currency nor deposits have value as commodities. They don't have any value. Intrinsically, a dollar bill is just a piece of paper. Deposits, merely book entries. Are you getting this? Coins do have some intrinsic value as metal, but generally far less than their face value. What then makes these instruments, checks, paper money, and coins, which, by the way, are the responsibility of the United States government, not the people. It's their, it's their responsibility. Go look up the law concerning that. Acceptable at face value in payment of all debts and for other monetary uses. Mainly, here's, here's what makes it valuable. It is the confidence of the people. In other words, it's the mindset of the people. That uh, that have, excuse me, mainly is the con confidence people have that they will be able to exchange such money for other financial assets and for real goods and services whenever they choose to do so. Now, we've talked about this. Um, Chris knows that our show is based upon the Bible and the Constitution. He just referenced the fact that gold and silver are biblical money, if you will. Uh, and God says he hates unjust weights and measurements, which is what we're fluctuating with. With all, That's what the stock market does, too. It's based off of that, too, Chris. And and the money that we have, it's losing value every day. Does that sound like a you know, just weight and measurement? God says it's an abomination. But I wanted people to see that the only, you know, gold and silver, even in our Constitution, that is a biblical thing. And yet we've abandoned that for this fiat currency, which is by order, and people think that they're wealthy when they have all this paper that only has value in their head. Whereas what we're talking about are things that we live by, land, animals, 
you know, gardens that we grow, families that we raise. All of that is a biblical perspective on wealth. Uh, yeah, and back to the man that only thinks about money. There's an old saying that says the most unhappy person I know is all he has is money. And, you know, it's really not about having a bunch of money. It's about freedom. If you really want right. to help somebody, and this is going to step on somebody's toes, I know it is, because it did mine the first time I heard it. If you really want to help somebody, really want to help them, it takes a lot of money. I'm talking about getting them into a house. I'm talking about, you know, feeding them. Uh, that's that's what uh, the people that are in charge want to take from. They want to take your right that you have to vote with your money. You don't have any. You don't get to vote with your money. You don't get to cancel anybody. You know, if they have it all. So, you know, it, it's part of it. But. Yeah, precious metals is money, and uh, but here's the thing. Yeah, we sell precious metals for Miles Frank as a broker, but this was after the fact. This was uh, I had been doing business with uh, Andy Sheckman for a long time, and all it is is an insurance policy. That's it. You got insurance on your your car, your your health, everything else. Why not have it on your wealth? It's ten percent that covers your portfolio, whatever you're worth. And some people say up to 50. Now, you know, I don't like to go into any asset class that heavy because you just don't know. And it's likely to get cheaper as they run the price down. And we go into a recession with rising interest rates, food prices, the whole bit. They're talking about a new lockdown. And, you know, that could really spur things along. Uh, it, it actually could really kill the economy in a, for the one last time, you know, it, that would really put a death nail in it. But uh, that's the way you help people is with pile of money and uh, freedom. You know, you don't, you don't, I don't want to ever depend on somebody to tell me if I have a job or not. I've been told that sometimes, if you don't do this, if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, then don't come back. Or, you know, if you don't do this, that, and the other, then, you know, uh, you don't have a job here anymore. Just, be your own business. Everybody listening to me can start an LLC right now and start writing off your life. You got to figure out a way because taxes are, if you think taxes are bad now, just wait. Look at any government that has went into hyperinflation. I do believe we will go into hyperinflation. I have no idea when. <laughs> so, you know, there's no telling. But when we do experience that, it's really going to hurt a lot of people and the people that have real money or other tangible goods. You know, uh, like I said, land, farmland, and, uh, precious metals, and even the new BRICS currency, and we can talk about that too. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's going to be backed by precious metals. Well, maybe. More than likely, that'll be a part of it. It might be a small part. You know, central banks are buying, they're hoarding gold, they've been breaking records every. Every time they put out a statement, they broke a new record on how much gold they're hoarding. But that's a small part of it because the BRICS currency will be backed by commodities. All the things, the rare earth that we need for chips. Think about how much value that would bring to a currency. You know, this, this is in direct competition with the U.S. dollar. So, you know, 
Get ready. We're getting really close. Yeah, one of the things, though, is they're talking about the digital currency. And this gets to some things. Look, I'm, I'm not a wealthy guy as far as if the world would look at me. I'm not dirt poor, but by government standards, our family's always been in the at the poverty level. But I'm, I've been learning, and some people have been on the show. I've been, you know, they see sort of some things that we're doing. Little things where people can start. You know, I, put, I dropped in the chat, uh, my friend Kirk Elliott. Uh, if people want to, you know, gold, they can they can get that now uh, here at, from an ethical guy, from a really ethical guy. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Tim Brown, if you want to pick that up. But some people will say, well, Tim, you know, I, I'm like you. I can't afford to take, you know, what little bit of money I'm living on and go buy gold and silver. Well, you can get like little junk silver. You can do that. Or maybe you want to invest in, uh, you know, some chickens and you want to you want to have eggs for your you know, for, for your family. That's a, that's a way, to, that's a step in the right direction of building what we call, or what I'm, I'm referring to as a biblical wealth that can be used in the kingdom. You not only, you know, we, we get enough to where not only we eat them, but we're able to share them with other, you know, fam, extended family members or people at church or stuff like that. And that is a way we demonstrate love for one another. I mean, that's how they used to do it before. One of the things you said was the person who gets their sights set just on money, you know, Jesus spoke to those kinds of things. Matthew chapter six, one of the things he says is, therefore take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or where shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek, the, the people who are away from God. For your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then this is what happens after. If you seek him and his righteousness and his kingdom, and all these things should be added to you, the food, clay, clothing, and raiment. Uh, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take the thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And so what Jesus is saying is, seek me, my righteousness, my kingdom. All these things are added. And so if we have, when we have those things, we have him to thank. And when he uh, begins to open doors, like what you're talking about, uh, whatever it is, if it's, you know, doing your welding stuff, or if it's, you know, investing, whatever you're doing, then you're seeking him in that. He, he adds that Bradley uh, and I were talking about that yesterday about how, you know, he opens the doors. The more that you follow after him, the more he opens the doors. And I'm going to read from Malachi in a little bit where he says he pours out blessings on those who were obedient to him in the old covenant through the tithing uh, issue. He would open up and Bless them beyond what they could be blessed. Let me ask you, brother. I mean, I'm I'm considered the pauper lever. I, I know that, but I know I'm blessed. I'm blessed in my family. I'm blessed with the land God's given me and 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 the things He's given me. You are too, are you not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very blessed. I've uh, I was mainly starting with being raised by a good family. You know, I didn't have any. There's there's people that I see in the comments and a lot of them have, uh, you mentioned, you know, I don't have any money to put in the precious metals. And this is, I just want to go back just a second because there's some people that shouldn't even worry about, uh, he, you know, hedging wealth. If you don't have a lot to hedge, because a lot of times that same person is in some serious debt. I would say the first step, because I really do want to, bring solutions. I really want everybody listening to take advantage of the cheaper prices in the future because they're coming. I got some stats I can read to you in a minute. But uh, getting out of debt is going to be a really big one. I mean, that is so important. Amen. 
you know. Yep. And go back to the tithing. N this isn't going to work. Nothing's going to work unless you tithe. Test him. It's the only time God said test. That's it. So, I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. Try it. See if it works. I guarantee you it will. So does God. <laughs> so that's where it starts. You got to tithe. And if you can be trusted with a little, you can be trusted with much. That's right. And yeah, it, <laughs> there's a lot to the tithing thing, guys. Uh, I went a long time not wanting to buy new church windows and stuff like that. Forget about that. Put that out of your head. Uh, that Satan. Do it because God said to. And that's the minimum. You can do more. And you, you mentioned your popper level and maybe I had some money. I just, um, or that's what I took it. I, I just want to clear something up. I'm not uber wealthy. I just started this, um, this get out of debt, uh, get ahead, buy rentals, you know, start businesses maybe eight years ago. And uh, it's it starts to get faster as you get into it. And I'm hoping uh, we're going to either make a course or probably another video. We made several videos about owning real estate property and how we got into them with zero out of our pocket. I mean, that was, when I figured that out, it, it really helped. Wow. Um, Let's talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it was It was great, but, you know, we sold them. You got to be willing to get in and out. I'm not trying to make this all about money, but I did want to. Uh, let you know that, you know, I, I get it and we can all do something, but sometimes that something isn't precious metal. Sometimes it's just getting out of debt. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Get, the getting out of debt is the thing that, that our family's working on. And that's where we're started with some of the things that, you know, some of the people we met with, with LifeWave. And uh, I, I guess some people have in their mind that, well, God wants his children poor and hungry and all this. Ah. And you don't see any of that. In fact, when you go back and you see men of the faith, you see Abraham. I mean, God blessed him, even though, and, and it wasn't to justify his sin, but you look at even like with, with Egypt, when he went down, he said, this isn't my wife, it's my sister, because he didn't want to you know, be killed and they take his wife. And then when he left, God had blessed him through the, through the Pharaoh there. You see that with the people of Israel. They left Egypt you know, pretty wealthy because the Egyptians were given things. You look at Job. I mean, look how God had blessed him at first. And then at the end, he was blessed even more after the testing than he was at the first. And so we, and we see people like Jacob, uh, who God gifted about, you know, uh, mating his animals and, and multiplying them and, and all of this. And the, and the wealth came as God was gracious to them in what he was doing. And that wealth was so they could be free, exactly what you're saying. So they could be free. But it, again, it wasn't dependent upon a fiat currency. It was a, depended upon tangible things they had, their cattle, their land, and those things. And I think that's the mindset that I'm, I'm getting more and more is that that's the route I want to go. That's God's economy. The world's economy is chase after that paper dollar or whatever your paper money is uh, in what you're doing. Let's talk a little bit about some specifics, some very practical things. You mentioned rental properties. That's acquiring land, just so people understand. That's acquiring land and using it for the benefit of the people and hopefully for the glory of God. You give God glory for that. Yeah. Well, we haven't been able to do this yet, but uh, the goal was mainly because I sold all my rental properties, but one, uh, the goal was to be able to house somebody that needed it. 
wouldn't that be cool to have a house ready to go that you could help somebody get back on their feet? That, that to me is making it. That's the true wealth. And um, yeah, rental properties is buying land. Uh, but full disclosure, like I told you, I did sell uh, mine. Uh, we sold all of them, but one um, pretty close to the top of the market. This is about eight year, eight months ago. Uh, but I, I think there's delinquencies coming on mortgages, just like they're happening. I mean, they're up seventy-one uh, percent on on cars right now. You know, there's but uh, and historically, the reason I sold the rental properties is historically, when food prices go to thirty-five, forty percent of a man's paycheck, uh, they quit paying rent. And I just didn't. Um, I'd just soon sell something while it's expensive. Um, but that's, I try not to get too many people really pumped up about real estate. It's not the right time. But what I would do if, if I had an action to take uh, and you're, you're ready to start, you know, digging yourself out of the hole and, uh, you know, I'm the type of person that gets all the way in. When I decided to do this, I sold my bass boat, I sold my Harley, uh, I quit. Fishing. I mean, I just went all in and said, okay, I don't want to, you know, work for somebody else and make their dreams come true. But what you can do right now is make a list and put all the liabilities, which are things that take money out of your pocket, and then put all the assets you have. Make an asset and a liability sheet and figure out what you can eliminate, what you can add to, and how much, and write yourself some goals down. You know, uh, you know, I'm going to say, I would like to see you save 40% of your paycheck, 30%, 40. I mean, really, yeah, yeah. literally yep. cut, cut the want and, and, you know, prepare for the future. And I know I just, the only thing I regret is not getting started sooner, <laughs> you know, hey, Amen. or somebody teach you when you were young. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have mattered because I wasn't ready. You know, I wasn't, um, I didn't really get it. and. I guess it takes, you know, welding out in the hot sun. It feels like ants are biting you and thinking, how am I going to do this when I'm 50 and 60? You know, I, I was just trying to work through that manly. I said, you know what? I'm not. And that's a kind of a little bit of pain gets me going, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I, to I totally do. I think some people here hear that, too. So give us some insight. Let, let's look at you. You mentioned the rental properties and I don't you say you sold out of the top. And I know I've known people well, who have rental part properties. And the only reason they want to get out of it is because they have to hassle with people who never pay them. Uh, that's that's one of their things of why uh, they get out. They don't I've, think about selling it in the way you did. OK, I've got a fix for that. And that was my biggest. Uh, fear getting into the rental property business is I would end up like most of the other people that did rental properties are just like you said, you know, they sold because they weren't paying and all that. I never missed one rent. Uh, I, we had a lady be late three times paying and she paid an extra hundred dollars uh, because that's the way it is. <clears throat> but here's what I learned out of all of my research, uh, hours and hours. You have to evict them before they move in. That is going to help you so much. Background check and a credit check and have a credit minimum. 
our minimum was 620. That's pretty good. That's usually a little bit, you know, we miss out on some renters. Uh, it, it took me anywhere from a month to three months sometimes to the house just sitting vacant. But I stuck with those rules because you, when you get a good renter, you get all of the reward. You, you, there is no, they're not paying and all that. They're like, they're good people. Mine were. Uh, and you're actually offering them a nice piece of property. You know, I'm not into the Section 8 type, uh, that type of stuff. That's just not what we did. There's a little more money in it, but there's a lot more headache. Uh, when our renters moved in, they kept the house clean, and we've never had any of those problems. I've never had to evict anybody. But now, keep in mind, I was only in it for, you know, three years, four years. So, uh, that if you can do that, if you can make yourself, because a lot of times, I had this young couple show up. Man, they just got married, had a pretty little baby. And I thought, man, this this is the ones. You know? And uh if I wouldn't have made those rules, I would have just rented them the property because I like what they said. He had a good job, blah, blah, blah. I did a background check on them. They owed everybody, everybody, but they were not paying their bills. And so I, I told them, I was like, hey, you know, you're, you owe everybody. I'm just going to be the next person that you owe. And you know, and the government's doing their funny tricks about how you can't evict somebody. That's not true anyway. You can you can still evict them. I looked into that. But that's the number one tip to getting a renter in your rental property is evict them before they move in. Check them out, check them out thoroughly. Call call the numbers they put down. Uh, th nobody does that. Um, you know, make sure because once they're in there, it's hard to get out. It's like a bad marriage. <laughs> Once you get in it, it's hard to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some other things because we, that would be an issue of land. What about animals? I, I don't I didn't get the chance to talk to you about, you know, are you doing, do you got any goats? You got any sheep? You got any chickens? Stuff like that. Are you growing a garden? Because these things are well too. This is part of what, what I've told people. There's a couple of things that I see that people need to have for, to actually be free. And that is they need land, they need to be able to grow their own food, and they need to be a way, a, a way to defend that, uh, that, they, that the Lord's given them. So do you, what do you see about uh, using the land for other things like cattle and uh, uh, gardening and things of that nature? Uh, I put that into the, for, the food 401k section of my portfolio. Sounds crazy. You know, it's it, it, it's an investment towards your what i think is making it and not or possibly doing really well and having enough food for you and your family that might be really well in the future and you're only going to do that with those things uh we have 28 or we had 28 chickens i'm not sure how much how many is out there now <laughs> we just built a two acre pond that's my protein plan b what i'd call that because you know, uh, to go out there and catch the fish that you want to eat, I mean, you can do it immediately if you have a system like I have uh, where you feed the fish and they all come up to the top and you can pretty much pick whichever one you yeah. want. What kind I'm of fish What kind same. of fish do you got there? Uh, well, 
like I said, I just built the pond, okay. so I did the brim in the spring, and I let brim do their thing all season, and and it worked. Uh, Spawned real good. We've got some real. Well, they were in there when I put them in there. They were this big. Now there's some of them that are that big. I don't had no idea fish grew that fast, and they spawned again. So it's really getting full of the bait fish. Uh, the pond's starting to come to life. I'm about to add bass and cat. And that's uh, that's where my saying's going to come in. The catfish like to come up to the top and eat the food, you know. I'm going to have a, a an arm you can just you can pick up where you feed them, maybe a six by six, and then you can pick which one you want to eat, and then let the rest back in the water. Uh, nice. That's the plan for having you know a fresh fish dinner. <laughs> but yeah, I'm big into it. I think food is the main. You know, you control the food, you control the people. If you control the money, you control the world. But uh, getting anything like that set up, um, you know, even if you're in an apartment, there's a lot of people that's listening to us that probably doesn't have that, um, you know, land to farm and stuff like that. Don't get too upset about that because you can start now and build a relationship with a farmer. This is really important. This is, um, you know, having that relationship now. It's going to be so much more important than trying to find it later. Because uh, like the people that raise our cow, we have a, a calf. Sorry, we have a, a couple of calves slaughtered every year. And I fill a, a freezer and a half up with beef. It comes out so much cheaper. It comes out to about $5 a pound. And that's processed and delivered. And you've got uh, all your hamburger, your steaks, your all that stuff. and it's it's right there. You do have a risk, though. You know, your freezer could go out. But a small generator will keep a freezer going. Um, fortunately, we've never had that happen, or we caught it when it did. Uh, that's one way you can, and some people got a lot of stock. You got stock market, Fugazi. You know, you could take a, just a, a small portion of that and add to your for, food 401k. You know, take out a, a little bit out of the fiat uh, class and put it into the tangible class. So I'm all in on the farming. We have a big garden, um, uh, which I set up with plastic mulch. I, I made a video about that. Uh, I'm extremely busy, so I don't have time to tend to it much. But I built a contraption that goes on the back of my tractor. It's called a plastic mulch layer. You can buy them. I just didn't want to spend the money to do it. And it lays uh, plastic mulch down. It's a thin sheet of plastic and lays drip tape in the row. I got it all on a valve system and it's on a timer and uh, you can inject any fertilizer you want or you can do it like I'm doing and just uh, use chicken fertilizer or horseman or whatever. Uh, but, you know, trying to get that set up to where we don't have to go work the garden every day. I made the rows wide enough where we can mow in between it. So we mow the rows and uh, it's on a timer. So it's I'm trying to turn it into the grocery store. <laughs> the fresh produce, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's we're doing all those things. Um, haven't got into the meat chickens or the rabbits yet. Um, I'm set up for it somewhat. It wouldn't take much to do that. All that's always on my mind, though. I'm, I'm not crazy about knocking a rabbit in the head when I'm hungry, but you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I don't have anything against it. It just it's a lot of hassle at this. Point moment and i do believe food will always be here 
I think we will always have food a lot like Venezuela did when they experienced their debacle. Yep. Uh, there was food on the shelves, but nobody could afford it. That's the, that's the thing. As they devalue our dollar, which they will probably in 2024 when they lower interest rates and they start doing stimulus and the money printer go burr, uh, I think that's, that's when it really gets kicked off. Yeah. You know, Chris, one of the things, some some comments have come up about Klaus Schwab and him saying, you're going to have nothing and be happy. Well, I, I think if there were godly men, they'd go deal with that guy and the rest of his henchmen and minions. They, they'd deal with him now. But I think it's a thing for the, and I, I do think there's an awakening going on among the people of God. And that is that the people of God are saying, we're going to get one step ahead of you. We're going to, we're going for this getting out of debt stuff, leaving Egypt. And we're going back to God's economy of what we're talking about here. And that's the things that he's provided in the world for us to survive and for us to use in the kingdom to care for others, to show our love for one another. You know, James talks about if you see somebody destitute of food and you go, hey, be warmed and filled, brother. You know, God bless you, brother. Well, what does that do for the guy who's got a stomach gnawing like, you know, is about to chew through his backbone? How does that show love for him? It doesn't. It, it's a pietistic kind of, you know, religious ceremony that you're going through like the Pharisees did to make yourself feel good. And you've got your reward in that. But it, but we want to be able to not be bound by these things. I mean, so many people, Chris, in this audience have been so kind to me and my family because they know we struggle and I know they struggle and they've been kind to us, you know, financially praying for us, sending even some, some sending us books and things of that nature. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. I want to be able to do that for other. I mean, we do it on a, on a scale that's much smaller. We do it with the things that we have. We, we hold whatever we got with an open hand people can use or, or have or whatever. But there, there is this, there is this thing to where there's this stigma, especially in, uh, among the people of God, they've been taught, well, if you have anything, well, then you're going to hell. And that's not what Jesus said. He just said it's hard for rich man because why? The rich man usually has his, has his sights on the lust and the love of money rather than holding it open. We see people like Joseph of Arimathea took his a very wealthy guy, took his, uh, his sepulcher and gave it to the Lord Jesus to be buried in. So, just because somebody is wealthy doesn't necessarily mean they're not in the kingdom. We're supposed to be using our wealth. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. So, but we've got to use it properly. We've got to have that in the, in the perspective. So I'm glad you hit off with that at the very first. The mindset is what's important about you gaining wealth and using it in the kingdom to build that. What are some other things? We've talked precious metals, we've talked land, and we've talked food, which are you know, the, the big ones for me, what about other things? Uh, you started these channels. This is, uh, I'm going to bring these up right quick. Just so well, people, let's talk, let's talk see about, them. uh, you for a second. Yeah, sure. What, what are you, um, you, you said you struggle financially. What are you good at? What can you, uh, make a side hustle out of? And this is for everybody and it works for everybody and everybody can do it. You can go today and get your LLC. Mm. But, but if you can uh, start a small business and doing something that you are good at or you like to do, man, that has worked for so many people. It, it's like it, uh, it, it. And if that one doesn't work, you can do another one. And we have five of them and a couple of them didn't work that good. 
but those are 100% write-off. That's the, you know, so th there's really no, there's no risk. The only risk is not trying. So I was going to ask you, uh, is there something like that uh, where you could bring value and, and start an your own business? The step out of that just a little bit. Yeah, well, most of my time is taken up with this. So I've picked up, uh, obviously, some affiliates that we're doing. And that's why I dropped the precious metals thing in the chat there. And I mentioned it on the radio. We picked up these Lifeway patches and I've been sharing those. And so that's something we're doing. Uh, I've got. Um, what was the thing I just I got it over here on the table and I can't see it. So I'm I'm lost as. A, oh, I do some uh, knife. I, I partner with a friend. Um, who makes custom knives and they're very expensive knives. So he pays very handsomely to ship them. So he sends them to me in bulk and then I, sh I ship them out. So I, I take on little things on the side. Uh, we're fixing to start producing or not producing, but uploading some videos, a guy uh, that I used to work for, he'd sold his company. Then that guy sold it to somebody else. And that person just went out of business and disappeared. And he says, so all the copyrights revert back to him. And he said, I'm going to give you these put them up, make money, whatever it is. And we've got some digital books uh, that we're going to do. I'm going to be doing some myself off of things that I've learned from the show, from people who've been on the show. We're going to be doing some some prepper style books and some other things like that, just of things that I've learned. So I've got all that in the works. It's just getting everything to go because I have to do one thing at a time because I'm trying to lay floor in a house too, which I haven't got to do for well over a week. But yeah, those are little things that, that I'm that I'm engaged in right now. And I, I, I'll take on whatever I can take on as long as there's enough time in the day to do it. That's a, yeah, that's a big problem. Um, uh, that you said you're putting floors down. Yep. Uh, I, I'm building a pole barn that I have no business building. <laughs> I should probably doing be doing everything else that would actually put money in my pocket. But I'm deciding to go weld instead of pay somebody else to weld. That's, that is, uh, I struggle with that all the time. Uh, but yeah, I'll be thinking about that. A, a good side hustle. So important guys, multiple streams of income. That's the, the most important thing. That's the thing that's helped us the most because when something dried up, we had another source, you know, it was, it, it, I can't say enough. Mul just think multiple streams of income, have a, have a side hustle. And you've got your media. It sounds like most of your side hustles revolve around your media. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I know how time consuming that can be. Uh, that's why it's a joy to get on here at five. <laughs> after, after, <laughs> after that, it's, it's wide open, but <laughs> well, you that's all I was just trying to, maybe you would mention something that we can make a side hustle out of. Well, there may be some other things that I can do. I, I, I mean, when you talk about you're having to weld instead of doing something, everybody knows I'll make mention, hey, you know, our washer went out and I've got to change out a board that's got to go in there. So I, I can't pay somebody $75, $100 an hour to do that. So I got to go in there and fiddle with it and learn how to do it. I got to do that on my stove now. We just bought a stove last, not this last Christmas, but the Christmas before. And the the doggone digit. I want one of those old stoves. We just got a knob, you know, you don't have all this other stuff, but they don't sell those anymore. So I got to figure out what's going on with that. But, uh, you mentioned side hustle, you know, I met, we, we both met this guy. I don't know, Bud Patterson. Um, he's good. Man. Yeah. He side hustle survivalist. Side. I'm going to be bringing him on the show because of that very thing, because 
I think there's people who are looking for things. They just don't know how to do it. And they just need an idea or a boost and say, oh, I got it. I can do that. And I think that can be beneficial in the kingdom. I really think it can be beneficial in the kingdom. But the people have to get those ideas. And sometimes it's other brothers and sisters say, well, I did it this way. And they go, I didn't even think about that. I can do that. And I've either got the money to do it or I've got the time to do it. And that's some of the ideas I want to bring to the people because everybody's so gloom and doom. I know it looks dark. I know it looks bad. But, you know, remember who our daddy is. You know, he he is the father of light. And so I think in the midst of the dark times that the righteous should be looking to God, one, repenting, and then two, seeking to expand the kingdom by the way they live, what they say, and what they're doing. Uh, some people have a gift. Uh, Bud has it. Side hustle survivalist. They can. It's like uh, they can come up with stuff to make money every thirty minutes or something. You know, it's like where do you come up with this stuff? And they're good ideas. That's why his uh, his YouTube channel's blowing up. But uh, it, it just put this into perspective. Bud, when he was in college, needed money, and he came up with this harebrained idea to take some templates and go around to the houses and on the curb, clean it up and refresh the numbers on the curb. And he would charge like two bucks or three bucks or something. We're talking a rattle can of paint and some templates. He maybe has five bucks in the whole thing. He said it was working. And the cool part was uh, they would tip him, you know, Sometimes five or ten bucks to do this. Well, he, I don't know if he said ten bucks, but he said did say five. And it got so busy, he hired two other people to help him. <laughs> That's <laughs> so crazy. Just little simple tricks, and and keep in mind this whole time that you're 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 doing this business and you're creating this service, this good. You can be talking about God the whole time. You. It's it's actually a, a gateway to talk about whatever you want. I agree. You know, so you know, uh, my grandmother used to say at, at, at the dinner table, if uh, somebody mentioned Jesus, it's just potluck. You know, we need we need to mention Jesus everywhere we go. And she was actually pretty bad about it. She would uh, get in the elevator and wait till the elevator doors closed, and then she would witness everybody. <laughs> they can't go nowhere, <laughs> could they? <laughs> yeah, the smart lady, smart lady right there. Well, look. Let's let's show people this here too. This is um, tell us a little bit about this because we got about four minutes, and I want you to get some in on this. This is your financial prep uh, YouTube channel. You got forty three thousand subscribers on there. You got seven hundred seventeen videos. Tell us, get, take a minute and tell us about this, and then let's go to the welding one because you're trying to help young men or I guess young women if they want to learn to weld uh, on your other channel. Tell us a little bit about how this got started. Yeah, any any on the welding channel. Uh, Anybody that's willing to learn. I've got women. Women make great wealth. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the Financial Pepper Channel. <clears throat> it's pretty much what we've been talking about in a nutshell. We try to bring news. Um, you know, like uh, yesterday we did a video on this might help somebody. Uh, car prices. So I try to bring this stuff up because I know a lot of people, especially in my community, that would like another vehicle. And I've been saying, you know, wait. Just, just wait. We've got hard times coming. You don't get to raise interest rates and businesses go insolvent and banks get downgraded and there not be lower prices. 
you know, inventories picking up, that kind of stuff. And just real quick, uh, inventory levels on new vehicles in the U.S. have increased 71% since last year. Used vehicle wholesale prices have fallen 11.6%. Auto loan debt has reached a record high of $1.5 And loan delinquencies on new vehicles have increased 7.3%. That's the kind of information that we try to share and promote uh, that will help people you know, make you know, better decisions, fewer regrets type thing. Um, so that's the kind of information we share there. We do do real, a few real estate videos and stuff. Uh, we hadn't in a while because, like I said, I'm not trying to get everybody pumped. But real quick, if you're interested in doing the real, rental properties, uh, go ahead and start learning now and getting things set up with your banker. Go ahead and, and, and do whatever you need to do on the front end because when the time's here and the iron's hot, it's time to strike. So start consuming content, getting ready, uh, get your portfolio set up assets, minus your liabilities, see what you're worth, take that to the bank, say, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing, what do I need to do, and talk to anybody they will talk to you, and try to get that set up now. Uh, that's another thing we talk about. Precious metals, we talk a lot about precious metals and bricks, the BRICS country, uh, countries, um, Brazil, Russia, India, China, yeah, there's South there's Africa. several waiting to get on board here. We got we got about a we got about a minute. Tell let's let's jump over to the welding site. Uh, yeah, the welding sure. YouTube right quick. Yeah, so uh, Taylor Welding is over twenty years of experience. Me being a professional welder, and that's how I was able to, you know, fund all the projects. And it was very uh, much freedom. It was freedom oriented. I, and I came and went as I pleased and I always had a job. I'm trying to encourage young kids, uh, older people. I've got people that uh, has started welding in their fifties, you know, so it works for everybody and it doesn't have to be that, but it's real trade oriented. I'm trying to post jobs over there that I see to try to get people into the space because we need people that produce stuff. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I, I think that's the thing is people used to do that. They called them apprentices. They learned to trade and then they could go out and do it. They didn't have to go to college and get in debt and spend years and years and years and all that. They learned a hands on and they were they became very efficient in that. So, Chris, thank you so much for joining us early in the morning. I'm glad we got to connect again after Red Pill. And I'm uh, going to have you back on, hopefully in the future, maybe your wife, uh, if you, she talks, because she's got an interesting story too. But hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, if you want to catch Chris, go to Financial Prepper on YouTube or Taylor Welding on YouTube. If you want the precious metals, you can go to Kirk Elliott with two T's, two L's, PhD.com forward slash Tim Brown. Bradley be with you at three. Lord willing to see you back in the morning, 6 a.m. with Dr. Lee Marriott. Adios.